Love Talk Radio. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., C.M.H., is the best-selling author of the e-book, The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. It's kind of funny um, kind of funny to be back on, and I'm very excited. 2013 uh, should be an amazing year. For most of us, or all of us, and I just want to say something really quick because I know Shannon can hear me. Um, here, I'll open your mic so you can talk back. Um, Shannon, your guest hasn't caught in, just so you know. <laughs> I can't so right now say, like, I sent you the email. Did you see it? Like, it was No, all... I'm going to look it up in a minute. So it's Walt, because I see Walt's on. It's, um, it's IP Kara. That's her new nickname, IP Kara. And, um,. <laughs> It's you, Shannon. So, Shannon, Miss Shannon better be thinking of a really exciting topic to carry 15 minutes. Or, you know what, we can talk a little bit about some, um, in my opinion, secrets of the rich, which are probably different. I wonder what time zone he's on. I just, I don't have time right to suck in my loan a little bit if we get going. But anyway, um, we have Walt. Um, say hi to everybody, Walt. Hi, hi everybody. <laughs> Aw, and we have IP Kara. Kara, tell everybody hi. Hello, everybody. Happy 2013. <laughs> Hope it hasn't been one yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Shannon, who is our um, expert guest uh, booker. <laughs> and she's about to be fired from the radio <laughs> show. We're going to have to... We're going to have to get back uh, the other initial person, not IP Kara, but, um, you know, the other, we won't say the initials of the other person. That would be like a real tragedy. But anyway, uh, or maybe Kelly. If Kelly's listening, maybe Kelly could be our special guest. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, um, lots of great things happening in our <laughs> my business and probably in Karen with Walt as well. Call it Kara, share a little bit. Are you doing your show still, Kara? I am doing the show still. I did a 1221 episode. It was definitely a different side of me 
Uh, I definitely let the Kara out of the bag on that episode. Um, so, and I put a lot of production in it. So, if anybody wants to listen to the podcast, it was pretty cute. Um, and I'll be putting on some more really cool guests very soon. I'm kind of delving into some new topics. So, that will be very shortly updated. Yay! Are you going to have me on as your special guest, Kara? Uh, yes. I will, absolutely. We should do, a, like, a Judge Neal uh, reunion show. Mm-hmm. I, I think we could do, like, um, a Melinda, you and I reunion show because it might be, like, a mini reunion show tonight because you and I might do, like, spontaneous readings. And um, we could alternate. We could have, like, Walt and Shannon do a reading. This could be, like, kind of like a Judge Neal show, like, Walt and Shannon could do a reading and then you and I could do a reading. That would be kind of interesting. If anybody's well, even listening. <laughs> Hello. What were you gonna say, Kara? Oh, um yeah, it was like maybe the rapture happened. Kara, you know that's impossible. <laughs> because you yeah. know it would be so gone. So gone. Yeah. So out of yeah. here. <laughs> First one out. We hope. We hope. You know the only person left would be Walt. Well, he's he's the most love, he would love to take. He would love to take over the radio show, right, Walt? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, see what you okay, can do now. So, um, okay. So, um, the things that we've got going on, <clears throat> I'll stall for some time see if our guest calls in. I'm trying to think who we can call to be a guest. Can you guys think of anybody who can call to be a last-minute guest? Um, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Do you want to tell them about some of our new products, Shannon? Well, I think everybody knows about our oil by now. Uh, so, Secret to Everything Oil, it is amazing. It smells so good. Uh, we've had a huge success with it. A lot of people have ordered it. We've had a lot of good testimonies back about it. Um, We are actually coming up with uh, two to three more um, probably in the next month. And, you know, it's going to have... We have different themes about around each oil, but the next two or three are... I'm really excited about two. Um, like I think we're going to come out with those all together instead of the just one. Also, we have the Magic Minerals that we have been selling. We haven't promoted them as much yet because we just got uh, so behind on the oils. Like there was such you know a huge demand on the oils. So the Magic Minerals will be coming up. We are revamping our entire website, which I'm totally psyched about. And it's going to be easier for people to access and move around. We're working with a new web designer right now. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. Um, The magic minerals, we really haven't brought out the mineral salts, which are to... You know what I love about the mineral salts is um, if you are vibrating in these higher frequencies of consciousness, you really don't need to eat a lot of dense foods that we like to eat, like pizza and ice cream and all that stuff we love to eat, all that junk we love to eat. You really just need, like, light and water and minerals and salt. So this kind of combines, like, um, frequency-charged mineral salts, and it's really good for those of us who, who do energy work and you need a lot of salt or, you know, you go on these retreats and you're with a lot of high-energy people or um, you just have a higher consciousness and a higher frequency, and so you'd want to get those for a higher salt. And then um, I'm trying to think of the programs we have coming up. 
Jared and I have a program coming up in February, which is the ultimate Valentine, but I'm not supposed to tell you guys about that yet, so pretend like you don't know. And uh, we'll be advertising that. What else do we have coming up? Shannon, um, I have an intensive coming up that I'll be advertising. Um, oh, our, our $47 classrooms where we're going to be teaching the secrets to everything, starting with sacred, sacred geometry. That'll be exciting in a couple weeks, and we'll be letting everybody um, know about that, too. So I think um, Kara's call screening, and we might have our guests. But I wanted to have, if our guest is on, I wanted to have the guests that we're having on tonight. And while I don't know if you looked them up at all, I should have sent you the information about it. But it's actually Tom Corley, and he's author of a book called Rich Habits. And his website is www.richhabitsinstitute.com. And as everybody knows, I love to talk about wealth and abundance. Um, my first book, The Secret to Everything, How um, to Manifest Everything You Desire in Your Life Now, available on Amazon, is a lot about how to bring um, different things into reality that you like, career, life, love, money, all that good stuff. But I love to share secrets and practical tips. And um, he has written a book, and I believe he's involved with an organization that actually gives us very, very practical ways to develop habits. And I like, I think, in his professional materials, I like how he says, he exposes secret success habits of the super rich. So not just the rich, he exposes habits of the super rich. So I'm really excited to have him on. And does anybody, do you have anything you want to add, Bob, about what um, you're doing Kim? right now before I bring our guests on? Yes? Oh, he's, you saw him on there. Yeah, he's on. You got him. Okay, okay, because he was, e I just checked the email, and he emailed what he was calling it, so I just wanted to make sure it was. Okay, you awesome. Woohoo! Okay, well, do you have anything you want to say before we bring on our guest? Um, uh, let's bring on the guest. <laughs> All right. So, welcome. All right. Um, welcome to the Secret to Everything, Tom. How are you? Hi, Dr. Kimberly. I'm doing fine. Uh, happy New Year, and thanks for having me on your show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. And I love one of the things I teach a lot about is you know, abundance and prosperity, and um, I know I'm usually going to get, when I do my private consultations, it's usually going to be a couple things. It's going to be, when am I going to get married and meet the love of my life? What is my purpose in life? Or um, how do I get rich? I mean, they're not yeah. going to say, how do I get rich? They try to make it sound really spiritual, like, how will I be prosperous in the coming year? But they really mean, how can I get rich? So I love, I love your book, Just a Pony Punches. It's called Rich Habits. I assume it's available um, many places. One of that, I saw it on Amazon. I looked it up uh, today. So I know it's available on Amazon, and you can share with us in a little bit. You know, I'm sure there's other places you can get it as well. But I just love that you come right out and you say, rich habits, the daily success habits of wealthy individuals. Can't get much more plain than that. So how did you come? I guess tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to write sure. this book. Sure. Uh, well, my background is a CPA. I'm also a certified financial planner. And uh, what inspired me or, or got me really on the track to writing Rich Habits was uh, a small business client who had uh, was on the verge of financial ruin, and he needed to meet with me immediately. Uh, the bank had just pulled his line of credit. He couldn't meet payroll, and he wanted me to tap my banking relationships. He was basically looking for a Hail Mary pass in the fourth quarter. And, of course, I couldn't help him. I don't think anybody would have been able to. Uh, he was uh, so distraught, he broke down in my office. 
And he looked me straight in the eyes, and he said, what am I doing wrong, Tom? What he was really asking, Dr. Kimberly, was a question that a lot of people would like the answer to, which is, what do successful people do that I'm not doing? Uh, you know, there's a lot of books out there that talk about how to make money, how to do this, how to do that. But there's what the, the differentiator with Rich Habits is I actually studied both groups. I studied 233 wealthy individuals in one group and 128 poor individuals in the second group. And then I compared their responses to the same question. Uh, and what I found was that wealthy people have vastly different uh, daily habits than poor people. And it's, the, it's the, these daily habits that are responsible for their success in life. Wow. <laughs> um, and I like some of the statistics you have. Um, you know, 46.2 million Americans live below the poverty line, and 146.4 million are near poverty. That is insanely crazy. And 50% of American households make less than $34,000 a year, and that's directly from the IRS. Yeah. And that is just absolutely, to me, that blows my mind. It's just absolutely, we, we need to turn this around. And I and I think what you'll be sharing with us tonight is maybe some ways and, you know, an organization that you're involved with um, that can help turn this around. That's right. The, 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 uh, the secret to success, success like failure is just a process. And um, if you're following a process that's success-based, meaning you have good daily habits and that most, for the most part you learn, you learn your good daily habits from your parents. And that's what I uncovered. Uh, if you have a success process, you're going to be successful. Uh, if you have a failure process, you're going to fail in life. And I call it the generational cycle of wealth and poverty. Now, wealthy individuals, wealthy parents, pass down to their children these good daily habits, these good daily success habits. And then, and contrary to what a lot of people believe, wealthy parents wealthy children in wealthy households do not inherit money. 85% of them don't inherit a dime. Uh, so there's there's this idea that the wealth, the reason you're wealthy is because your parents are wealthy and that, you know, helps you because you're uh, inheriting some money. It's just simply not the case. We know this in the financial planning community. So why is it that the rich get richer if, when they're not inheriting money and it has everything to do with these daily habits? And the reason the poor get poorer has everything to do with their daily habits, their poor habits. So I wrote Rich Habits to bridge the gap between uh, the wealthy and the poor. I'm trying to build a bridge so that poor people can at least ha be on the same playing field and uh, have the same shot at success as, the, as wealthy households are giving their children. Now, is this something that you have seen in real-life people, or is this just a theory? No, it, these are you know, the application uh, of these principles. I guess is what I'm asking. No, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I know. I know it works. Uh, well, first of all, my research is is based on real individuals. You know, I asked 62 questions to 233 wealthy individuals and 128 poor individuals. But to your point of does this stuff even work? I, I can tell you that it does personally because I I was the beneficiary of of. Uh, uh, one of the strategies that wealthy people use is uh, the uh, hello call, happy birthday call, and the life event call. 
And um, I used this strategy, uh, pr- primarily the life event call, on this one individual who I was pursuing for financial planning. I wanted He was a very wealthy uh, CEO in a pharmaceutical company here in New Jersey. And I kept pursuing him, uh, making these uh, hello calls, which the wealthy people say that's what you got to do. You keep making hello calls, and um, you build the hello calls or reconnaissance, gathering information, so gathering information on your contact. And then um, what happened with me is his secretary started to shut me down because I was calling essentially once a month, trying to get more information on his family, his kids. But the more I learned about him, the more I felt I was going to be able to. Uh, uh, you know, do something to uh, generate some financial planning opportunities. Well, um, I was reading in the paper one Sunday about, uh, I knew his uh, son played basketball, and uh, his son was in a free-throw shooting contest, made it to all the way to the finals of the regionals, and so I cut out the article, and I, I sent the article, I faxed it over to my contact, and he called me up right away, immediately. And he said, and he had me on the phone for half an hour, Dr. Kimberly. I couldn't get him off the phone, you know. Wow. It was one of these things where I was try- always trying to get him on the phone. Now I had him on the phone. He called me because of this life event call that I made. And uh, he had me on the phone for half an hour telling me about all the ups and downs of this free, free throw shooting contest. And then at the end of it, he mentions, he, he says to me, you know, Tom, I, I seem to recall uh, that you mentioned that you do financial planning. And Dr. Kimberly, if I said told him I did financial planning once, I told him a hundred times, you know. So, wow. Uh, I said yes, I, I do, and he says, well, maybe we can meet next week. I've got some uh, old four an old four hundred one k that I've been sitting on, and I want to do something with it. So I met him the next week, and uh, he pushed over this piece of paper on the desk, and it was his latest four hundred one k quarterly statement. Uh, it had one point three million dollars, I think, in it. And he said, can you roll that over into an IRA or something? And I said, yeah, uh, that's $60,000. So I know this stuff works, and I also know from other people who have tried it, uh, a a life insurance, a a property and casualty insurance agent used um, the goal strategy. Uh, Wealthy people understand the difference between a goal and a wish. And I was explaining in one of my learning sessions that a goal is only a goal if there's action, physical activity associated with it. So uh, this uh, insurance, property and casualty insurance agent, who was worth a lot of money, he was trying to uh, generate an additional $150,000 in life insurance commissions for the last four years, but he failed every year. He wasn't even close. So we went to one of my learning sessions. Uh, He said, what the heck, let me give it a shot. I'll spend, you know, $50. Maybe I'll learn something. Anyway, um, at the end of the session, he came to me and he said, look, I need to sit down with you. I realize I've been making a wish and not setting a goal. So he said, I want to turn this $150,000 wish into a goal. So we met a couple of days later in my office, and the $150,000 wish became, uh, the goal was 10 telemarketing, uh, 10 additional telemarketing phone calls a day. Uh, that was the goal, not 150000 in additional commissions. And I can tell you, Dr. Dr. Kimberly, he he went he, he was so pumped up about it when he realized that it was working because he was getting meetings and he was closing on some of these meetings that he ramped it up to 30 additional telemarketing calls a day, and he blew past 150,000 within five months. Wow! Wow! And those are real life stories, 
And and I, I just fi- wrote the book. I just finished it in 2010. I've only been following it myself for really for two and a half years, and I'm already seeing the benefits of all this stuff. You, you know, it, it's it's not complicated if you really it boils down to if you want to become wealthy, do exactly what wealthy people do on a daily basis. You mean like lay at the pool and drink margaritas like that? <laughs> just teasing. Just kidding. Just kidding. I want to jump in really quick and say if anybody has um, questions, you can call in at 646-564-9712. Well, Shannon, Kara, do you have any questions? I have plenty, but I'll give you guys a chance to ask them. Uh, yeah. Tom, what time do you usually start in the morning? Um, I start my day. I, I used to start it. Um, I never had a, a program, but wealthy people I found in my research start their day at quarter to five, uh, for the most part, sixty-eight uh, percent. So I've been getting up at quarter to uh, five. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Okay, I think it's time to say goodbye to Mr. Quill because that's not happening. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Well, what I noticed, what the, the wealthy people do is they get up er- that early because. Uh, they have a routine in the morning that involves uh, one of the one of the um, strategies I talk about on my website, richhabitsinstitute.com, has a, a free report for your list called the um, How to Make Yourself Unfireable Report. Uh, you can download that for free. It talks about the four strategies that wealthy people use to uh, be, make themselves unfireable. And, and so uh, one of the strategies is they get up early in the morning, the first thing before they have any interruptions, before they even do their exercise, is they do 30 to 45 minutes uh, in the morning of uh, technical reading. They read their industry-related, career-related uh, periodicals mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. None of us like like to do that, but wealthy people mm-hmm. do it. Is that after coffee or before coffee? <laughs> you, you know what I found? Every, everybody has Everybody's body works differently. I found sure. that... Uh, as, if I get up immediately and I start doing my 30 to 45 minutes of reading without a cup of coffee, it takes my brain about 30 minutes to start to realize that, hey, we're reading and I hate doing this, uh, and then start nagging me to stop reading. So I, I usually get 30 to 35 minutes every every morning in before my brain starts to tell me how much it hates d- doing this activity. <laughs> now, now Sam, I, used to, I used to work for a, um, a financial services company, uh, a French-owned company in central New Jersey, and uh, I did everything wrong. I started late. Um, I couldn't find the right the right uh, clientele. Um, giving advice on, you know, because you have to know rich people because they're the ones that have the money. Do you have any advice on how to find where the rich people are? Let's say you don't know one rich person in the whole wide world, right? <laughs> how do you begin? Here's what you do. You volunteer. Um, you volunteer at um, nonprofit organizations that either uh, have something to do with museums, that have something to do with cancer, that have something to do with churches or synagogues, you, uh, that are civic, civic groups. You volunteer. Volunteers, when you volunteer, you, uh, you display your skill set in a very informal environment. And uh, it gives you the ability to develop relationships because with the people in the nonprofit organization, many of these people on these nonprofits, I can tell you because I'm, I'm affiliated with four of them, uh, they're all millionaires. 
They're all wealthy. At the very least, they're high net worth individuals who know millionaires. And they, they will, can tap you into a whole circle of people that, that you were previously unaware even existed. And you get to showcase your skill sets in this environment. And they say, hey, you know what, that, uh, that Dr. Kimberly, she's something else. Uh, she's really mm-hmm. good at what she does. Let's, uh, why don't we throw her some business? And next thing you know, uh, you've got a, um, a network of million, millionaires that are, you're doing business with. That is good advice. That, that is, is that totally makes good sense. Yeah, I love that. Now, the Rich Habits Institute, is that yours, Tom? Is that something you created? What is that? Yeah, it's really two things. I, I have the Rich Habits Institute and the uh, Rich Habits Foundation. Uh, the Rich Habits Foundation is uh, is my long-term uh, plan, my, my objective, my goal is to... Uh, to use the foundation to teach, uh, get into the high schools and the and the colleges and teach uh, uh-huh. a rich habits training for for no cost to the schools, so that the kids can learn uh, these rich habits. Uh, the Rich Habits Institute is really the organization that I uh, do a lot of my learning se- my current learning sessions uh, with right now. Okay. So if if. I were broke and I just lost my job and I was hopeless and I happened upon your book or upon you, what would be the first thing you would tell me other than getting up early in the morning and reading? Um, I don't know if that's the first, but other than that, what would be something you would tell me that I could do with no funds right now that would change my life? The reason that rich habit number one is rich habit number one is because I asked myself that same question. If you're absolutely down in your luck and hopeless, what mm-hmm. is the first starting point? Where's the starting place? And the starting place is rich habits number one, which is, I call it the reinvention habit. You, you have to reinvent yourself. And the way you do that, and I talk about it in the book, is you, um, you have to self-assess. So the first thing you do is you, you pull out a piece of paper, you form two columns, on column one is your um, your old bad habits or your current bad habits, and you have to be brutally honest. List all of your bad habits. If you smoke, smoking's a bad habit. If you watch more than an hour of TV a day, that's a bad habit. If you're on the internet socially, uh, not not for education or career related, for more than an hour a day, that's a bad habit. If you know if you if you don't make return phone calls, if you don't. Uh, manage your relationships properly. You, you know, you, you list all of your bad habits. And then I have a technique that allows you to invert those bad habits and transform them magically into good daily habits. For example, uh, if you smoke, your bad habit is, I smoke cigarettes. Your new good daily habit is, I did not smoke a cigarette today. Uh, if you If you watch too much TV, your new good daily habit is, I limit my consumption of TV to one hour today. And you, what you do is you put it in the current uh, pre- current tense. You list all of your new good daily habits, and you use that as a uh, rich habits checklist. And, and you want to essentially follow about half of your good new good daily habits. If you can get to, to half of them, you pat yourself on the back because you're on you're on the right track. That's good because um, anybody can do that, and um, 
I guess you could do that about personality traits, too, if you want to take it a little bit further than just focused upon or around um, wealth and money. And we're not going to give you guys all the secrets of the book, so don't even try it. You guys have to go and read the book. But we're just kind of trying to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a taster. Yeah, well, uh, Dr. Kimberly, I, what you just mentioned, I, I agree with you. That's a very important point. One of the things that I uh, noticed I do is I, uh, when I'm meeting with someone, I shake my head up and down, like in the affirmative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, no, I noticed this on videos. Uh, you know, when, Interesting. And so I put it as, that's a bad habit, because uh, what if I disagree with what someone's saying and my head is going up and down? <laughs> I love so it. I, okay. I listed it on my new good daily rich habit checklist. I, I did not shake my head today. And it's as silly as it might seem, these little incremental bad habits that you transform into good habits, they're like snowflakes on the mountainside. They build up, they build up, they build up. And over time you have what I call an avalanche of success event, which is all of these good daily habits have a payoff down the road. It's not immediate, but you do start to see some of the benefits within 30 days and then within three months and then within six months and a year. I love that. And it's funny because I was talking to someone today in one of my sessions, and they were talking about how um, they have like 10, 20 projects, and they're always, you know, never getting any done, and they, you know, try to whittle away at one project and whittle away at it, and they just get distracted by the kids and distracted by this and that. And it's funny because one of the things, in a way that correlates, um, I told that I found in my life is, I have tons of stuff going on, as Shannon and Karen, well, everybody listening knows. But one thing that I do is I break it down into tiny little slices, which is kind of what you just said with the snowflakes on the mountain. And what you're doing, I break my task down into tiny little slices so that I take 15 or 20 minutes and I work on one thing. Because in about 15 or 20 minutes, in American life at least, you're going to be interrupted. So if you don't have this expectation you feel like you get a lot more done kind of whittling away at it or in the reverse with the snow on the mountain thing, you know, than you do, you know, trying to slay the dragon, you know, with one little stab of the needle type thing. So um, right, yeah, I, agree I really with like that. that philosophy that that you can affirm uh, and, and build up your self-confidence. And I really love what you said about remaking yourself because when I have been down and out, I mean, I've been fired from jobs. I've worked horrible jobs. I, you know, I've worked in factories. It's funny, when I was growing up, I said to my parents, I will never, 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 ever, I would kill myself if I worked in a factory. Well, of course, don't say that, because the universe is going to be like, oh, really? Let's put her in a factory and see what happens. <laughs> so, but I used all those places that I've been as kind of a wake-up call, no matter where I've been, how wealthy I was, how, quote, poor I was, I've used those opportunities to evaluate, which is what I love about your program, to step outside of myself and kind of look at myself from the outside and say, okay, what is amazing about me, which is kind of that, um, you know, you're affirming the amazing things at the same time. You're saying, you know what, this could use tweaks and this could change and this could really add to my life if I just, you know, did this tiny little habit. So I think you're really on to something there in that, um, you know, because the beautiful thing is we all get to choose again and again every day. And literally, if you wanted to, you could begin to remake yourself every day, you know, in a positive way. Yeah. So I really and like the that. Other, the, the other interesting thing is um, you can apply the rich habits uh, either in general to your whole life 
or to specific initiatives. Like um, I'm applying the rich habits right now to two uh, things, my financial planning, um, my financial planning part of my business, and I'm also applying, ironically, the rich habits to my book promotion. I'm doing certain wow. specific things, and I check them off every day. Did you do this? Did you do that? You know, like a, they're good habits, things that I need to do every day to promote the book. And otherwise, I wouldn't do them uh, because I'm human. So uh, I, it forces accountability, the rich habits, allows you to customize it to initiatives or projects. And this is important because big companies, have they have nothing but projects going on. If you create a, a rich habits checklist for a project, these are the things that need to happen in order for the project to be successful, uh, and you check them off and you do these things on a regular basis, then voila, what, what do you find out is the project is successful, comes in on time, and everybody's happy. Hey, hey, Tom, what do you say to somebody who, who um, they have, in your, in your industry, you have an unlimited income or, or the potential for an unlimited income? What do you say to a working family of, say, four, you know, husband and wife, and they got a couple of kids, and and they have X amount of dollars coming in each, you know, each week, and how 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 would they get ahead like you without they have a certain salary, that's right. what they're making, that's it. What advice do you have yeah. for someone like that? That that's a great point because I, I was doing a speaking engagement to over. Uh, 1,500 high school students and uh, some of their teachers. And uh, one of the teachers came up after my uh, my my speaking engagement was over, and he, uh, he walked up to me and he said, you know, I, I like everything I heard, but, you know, what if you're a bus driver? Uh, how So if they read your book, are they supposed to become automatically wealthy? And I said, and I told the teacher, I said, no, but maybe they might decide that they no longer want to be a bus driver. Uh, the point is that... If you're eking out a living, it's, it, the probability is you're, 95% of the population is eking out a living. The, the probability is that you're not happy in your job. That's just the way things are. And the reason you're eking out a living is because you're not happy at your job. You're, you're doing uh, something that maybe isn't challenging. Uh, it's rudimentary. So the, what do you do? Well, what you do is... You want to find out. You, 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 we have times, you know, instead of watching TV at night, this is what, why wealthy people are wealthy because they don't waste their time at night. Uh, maybe what you want to do is explore certain activities to see if you like those activities. Now, I'll just throw writing out there because that's something that I'm familiar with. Um, I do financial planning and accounting all day long and taxes. I come home and I, you know, I, I write. I write on my blog. I write, so I'm spending some time doing the writing. Now the writing um, is something I love. That it might pay off down the road. You you might have um, someone, let's let's say a uh, individual who is really good at arts and crafts, and uh, they'd have their their boring job that they're eking out a living on, not happy with, uh, doing okay, making a living. And then they come home and they have this uh, arts and crafts thing that they're cr- trying to create something, trying to do something that they're passionate about. And, and maybe they get really good at it. it, but it doesn't have to be arts and craft or writing. It could be any number of activities. The point I'm making here is you want to explore your potential, and the only way you can explore what you might be passionate about is by trying different things with the with 
within the time available time that you have every day. So if you have an extra hour every day of uh, downtime, instead of watching TV, do something different. Try something unique uh, that that you never did before, and then you might find that you like something, and then you just keep doing it. And over time, you might end up that might end up becoming your small business. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I have an example for you. I I um I recently just purchased a, a, a car, which I didn't want another car payment, but I needed to get a car, so I purchased a car. So now I'm in the process. My my car payment is is say three hundred dollars a month. So what I did was I look I'm looking for ways to save three hundred dollars a month so that I don't have any car payment really. Everything will be the same. So I'm I'm in the process of reshopping around my homeowners and my auto insurance, and I'm refinancing my other car to lower my payment on that by seventy five bucks. Right. So eventually I'll have it all worked out where this car won't cost me anything. But I'll just be looking for ways to save money. Well, that's right. I mean, if you're, there's two ways to slice the apple uh, if you want to become wealthy. One is you increase your income somehow. Or two, you live below your means. Now, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett believe it or not, uh, is uh, a frugal individual. He even laughs about how frugal he is uh, his his parents taught him at a very early age to if he made if he made a dollar put fifty fifty cents of it away and so he started living off of the other fifty percent as he got older the fifty percent turned into eighty um, percent he was putting twenty percent away in his early twenties and then uh, he just kept at it you know putting money away it became a habit a good rich habit and so. Um, he still jokes about how he can't break that habit, that good frugal habit of uh, living below your means, that 80%. Uh, and I think that that's one way of, of slicing it, the apple. You can you know, either increase your revenue somehow by finding things that you like to do that might be money-making, or you just cut your spending and live below your means and then invest that money and, and through the power of compounding and investment that it would uh, generate good returns for you. I have, a, I have a friend. It's a good play. I have a friend actually that he he would buy something for twenty for five bucks, and if he gave a ten or a twenty, he would take the change and put the change into a jar and just save the money. So so it was like whatever he bought for five bucks cost him twenty, but the other right. fifteen went away, and and he accumulated uh, a nice five figure uh, savings. That's a great idea. We we kind of do that with change. We put it in a, a big water jug, and uh, and it, it, uh, within about three or four years, that thing fills up, and then uh, it's usually close to six, seven hundred dollars. It's a lot of money, you know. So it's forced savings, I guess. I have a question. Um, yeah. What would be the best thing that you would tell somebody? Like, I know I have friends that have more of an income than I do, but they are way further in debt than I am. I mean, like... And, yeah, they live beyond me, their everybody. means. And I mean, I, me. I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> not talking about me. <laughs> I'm not talking about him. But, okay. I mean, <laughs> they... And I wouldn't say that they're... They 
spend, I mean, I guess I spend on some silly things, but I mean, I'm pretty good with my money, but I do buy things that, that I want at times, but it's just like they have gone very far in debt, so I mean, what would be your advice to somebody that has this income coming in, but they have nothing well, to show for it? This is this is why I'm out there uh, doing speaking engagements. This is the reason I wrote Rich Habits. Um, I'm trying to change uh, the way parents parent in terms of what they teach their kids. Uh, the, the daily habits that you pick up primarily come from your parents. Some of them come from uh, friends. Some of them come from schoolmates. Some of them come from teachers that you're close with. But the bulk of it comes from your parents. And if your parents are are not teaching you good daily success habits, then you're like a leaf on a fall day. You're just floating around aimlessly. Uh, and, yeah, you're uh, making $150,000, but you just spent 175000 because, oh, next year I'm going to make even more. Uh, what wealthy parents teach their kids is you uh, you live at 80% of whatever your income is. So it's a good habit that they, they teach their kids at a very early age, and it usually starts with gifts. And then it, when the kids start to work, and wealthy, believe it or not, um, wealthy individuals, wealthy parents, make their kids work. They, um, 73% of the wealthy households indicated that they uh, mandate that their children work 10 uh, 10 hours or more a month. So they mandate that their kids work. They want them to have the work ethic, and they also want them to learn the savings on the um, the, the earnings that they accumulate. So uh, it's, if you're in that situation where you're in debt, you've got to reinvent yourself. Otherwise, you're going to um, you have if you have a job loss, you're going to end up having to uh, sell your house. And trust me, I've seen a lot of this over the last three years. Uh, I have a lot of clients who uh, were young and spent a lot of money and bought these big, beautiful McMansions. And um, now, they're, of course, they sold the, their McMansions, and they're, they, some of them are even living with their parents. Uh, so it's one of these things where if, if your parents are not teaching good daily success habits and you don't pick it up in life, you're, then you're um, going to have bad habits, and you're going to be, um, you know, the poor will get poorer. Well, I mean, even, even the bad habits, like, it's, it's something that's continuous, because at one point, um, this friend and her husband of mine actually borrowed money to buy a house. They bought the house. with. When they bought the house, they also got extra money to pay off their credit cards. And maybe five years later, they're in this not quite as bad, but kind of the same position they were when they bought the house and paid off their debt. So it's like it's a continual thing. Like you said, it's habits. So it's, it's habits of before. Like they just keep continuing in this cycle. Well, they probably bought a house that they couldn't afford. And uh, because they couldn't afford it, uh, they were forced to... Uh, tap their credit card debt, and I see it a lot. A lot of times, um, they'll they'll go and get a home equity line of credit, pay off the credit card debt, and then uh, now they have the home equity line of credit, and then they start using the credit cards again. And 
So now they have they have a mortgage, they have the home equity that they're not paying off, and they have now the credit card debt, and they're back to square one. Uh, it's really just bad parenting, teaching these uh, their, the kids by not teaching the kids good daily success habits. Uh, you're you're going to uh, really it perpetuates the cycle of poverty, and that's why I wrote Rich Habits. I wanted to break that cycle of poverty for the 95% that are going through it. And the only way you break it is by changing your daily habits. One of the daily habits, and I don't know, um, <clears throat> I don't remember if you talked about this in the book. Um, I don't know if you talked about this as a daily success habit, but one thing that I teach my children that I really believe is um, you don't give out of your abundance. You just give. So I love the principle of the universe or, you know, we teach law of karma, which is you always get back in the negative or positive at least ten times or more exponentially is what you, you put out, including, and money is just energy. So I love, 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 even if it's like, you know, a dollar you put in the Salvation Army kettle at Christmas. I just love, you know, how how the universe works things out and, Usually, I am, you know how they say, you know, more blessed to give than receive. My experience is time after time after time, when I honor my guidance and give what I'm told, I feel like I'm the one that re- that received, you know, like a tremendous, exponentially uh, stronger blessing. Uh, I have a homeless guy in my neighborhood, and, um, you know, Spirit said to me, you know, give him 20 bucks for Christmas. And I'm like, Okay, and I have learned to listen, even if it feels weird. So he was digging through the trash cans, no lie, in my neighborhood, and he walked down the street. I said, excuse me, sir, and I said, Merry Christmas. I was told to give you this. This man, oh, my gosh, just breaks your heart. He starts sobbing, and he didn't get his Social Security check. It was late five days. Now, how beautiful is that to be used by the universe to make a difference? Now, to you or I, maybe $20 wouldn't make a difference. But for that man, that would have been six days of food until he got his Social Security check. I mean, it's just crazy. So I love putting myself in the flow of that beautiful flow of abundance in the universe. And you don't have to be a millionaire. And I really teach my children. And and another example, it's funny, I was eating lunch with my kids. And, again, Spirit said, buy this couple and their baby lunch. And I thought, Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Like I have conversations in there, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And I said it to my girls, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. That's really stupid. I don't even know why I'm thinking about it. And Spirit said again, buy this couple once. And I'm like, okay, forget it, because I've learned in my life, you know, I argue once, but I don't usually argue really hard because it doesn't go well. So um, I went and I paid for their lunch, and I wanted it to be anonymous. So I didn't, you know, I was just doing it out of obedience, and I left the restaurant. And this woman came running out after me, those darn waitresses, they can't keep a secret, and she comes running out the restaurant, and she was nine months pregnant. And it was so cool because I couldn't see her stomach. It was under the table. And I'm not saying I went up by lunch for someone who wasn't pregnant, but just the blessing. And it reminded me, I have four little girls, and, and, you know, I've struggled. And it was just so cool to be this blessing to this couple. It was about, you know, to bring a, you know, as we know, children are expensive. So I just encourage you guys to give, just to give because, you know, what I love about what you said is we are one of the richest countries in the entire world. Most of the world lives in less than $10 a day. I sponsor a child in the Philippines, and his whole family, this blows my mind, his whole family lives on 
$40 a month, $40. Wow. So don't tell me that we are not blessed, and I just, I just love that. I love, that's one of my, you know, if I read it, well, I have read it, but that's one of, you know, the principles that I teach. And like I said, I don't know if that's a daily habit, but I certainly think that's an excellent lifetime um, attitude to have. Yeah, I, I think what, what I've uncovered in my research is that wealthy people take care of the people uh, in their in their inner circle. If you're lucky enough to get inside the inner circle of a wealthy person, uh, then they will take care of you. They they take they uh, they embrace you by either helping you uh, find jo- um, better employment or find a job, or if you 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 know are trying to start a small business. They're, they're the first ones to uh, lend money. Uh, so wealthy people are among the most generous uh, in the country. They are. They give so much money to uh, great causes, and they're always the ones who are on these boards of directors of these nonprofit organizations. They, you know, there's for every poor person that's on a board of director for a nonprofit, there's five wealthy people. In my experience, and the reason is because wealthy people want to give. They want to give of their time and they want to give of their money. Uh, when you join these boards, these volunteer organizations, you know, you're not just giving your time. If they need, you know, to get some printing done and there's no money, they they usually write a check and say, here you go, now get the printing done. So it's really important that, to understand that wealthy people, successful people, are generous to a fault almost. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, the important thing to remember is they're also um, – understand that we're all in this together and if if they decide that you're going to be in their inner circle uh, then the, you're going to benefit uh, from their generosity you know that's a good that's a good example too Tom that, that if you hang around wealthy people there's a good chance you'll be wealthy if you if you hang around uh, union plumbers there's a good chance you're going to be a union plumber so so if you hang around people you want to be like that's right, and in my book, uh, it's one of the rich habits. It's the relationship rich habit. The wealthy people have specific strategies uh, to help them manage relationships. I, 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 I use it in my uh, at richhabitsinstitute.com. I, there's the uh, make yourself unfireable report. That has the four strategies for building relationships, invaluable relationships. And wealthy people have uh, strategies. To grow their, they, one wealthy people person said to me, when I look, when I decide that Tom Corley is going to be a relationship I want to grow, I look at Tom Corley as a, a sapling. I'm planting it in the ground, and my goal now, because I'm going to be committed to this relationship, and that means Tom Corley better be committed to this relationship. I want that that sapling to grow into a red a redwood. Uh, so that when a, when a wealthy person decides that they're going to invest in you as a relationship, uh, they really do invest, and they do it a lot of ways. Uh, and uh, you're 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 blessed if you're in the inner circle. And if you're not in the inner circle, you got to get in the inner circle. And there's there's tr- strategies on how to do that. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I really like that. Um, so let's talk about Karen's been typing in the chat room About how we can purchase your book Like I said, I know it's on Amazon How else could we purchase your book? 
Well, uh, at richhabitsinstitute.com, uh, you can um, buy the paperback or you can download the ebook version of it. Uh, it. Of course, it's on Amazon, it's on Google Books, it's on uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, it's in it's in bookstores around the country. I know because uh, I get calls from people from Boston to Washington telling me that they got my book my book in the Barnes and Nobles. So I know that they're they're in certain bookstores. Uh, but RichHabitsInstitute.com is the best place to go to get the book. And not only will you find the book there, but there's a, a parent success quiz, which parents can take to find out if their kids are on the right track, if they've got them on the right track. You know whether their kids—they're raising their kids to be financially successful in life, or they're raising their kids to be failures, financial failures. And uh, there's also another quiz. And by the way, that quiz was in the Christian Science Monitor. They uh, highlighted wow. that in in June. Yeah, they—that uh, was a lot of work. We, uh, the Christian Science Monitor, and I worked hard on that. And then um, the uh, is the financial success quiz, which is just a quick uh, ten question. Uh, test quiz to find out if you're on the right track or the wrong track financially, and most of you are going to fail, and that's that's the point because 95% should fail that test. The 5% that pass are wealthy; they're already doing a lot of the things. So, I have a lot of these reports and quizzes at RichHabitInstitute.com that you could download and uh, and help you. They expand on certain topics in the book, uh, so. Um, that's that's the best place to go. Yeah, that's great. And one thing I want to say about the book that I loved was there's so many charts and tools and um, lists, checklists, and helpful hints. I mean, there's just really a lot of um, like little worksheets you can do too, which I really enjoyed. It's very practical. It's an easy read. Um, even if you don't, you know, even if you did one or two of these things, it, it immensely changed your cash flow for the better. Do you have any other questions, Kara, Walt, Shannon? I almost said Judge Neal. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my question, and this probably can't be resolved by the end of the show, but I've re- my husband and I are both very passive people in life, and we really work on it. But it seems that now that my mother's got, mother has passed away, I've had to get more of a backbone particularly with her estate, is is developing a backbone. I mean, I know this is common sense, but I just need to hear it from your mouth. Is developing a backbone essential for a wealthy person, for someone to... No, no it's not, but I, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, it's a very interesting thing that I uncovered, because I, I talked to a lot of wealthy individuals. Um they 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 ran the 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 gamut between uh you know bulls in a china shop to uh you know someone who is almost as quiet as a mouse um, but but there is a difference between being passive and being confident now wealthy people who are passive uh are also very confident when when they um and what I want to say is this. They do certain specific things on a daily basis. And because they do those certain specific things, they're very confident in what they do for a living. They're very confident in themselves. Now, their personality might be passive, but uh, because of their confidence, when they get challenged by somebody, 
maybe it's a client, maybe it's a customer, maybe it's someone related to their industry or somebody at the store, the clerk, the cashier, uh, when they get, uh, they might be passive, but when somebody uh, challenges them, their their confidence uh, takes over, and the passiveness goes away. Now, if you don't have that confidence, you're never going to get be able to overcome the passivity that you mm-hmm. have and you've built into your personality. So my point in, in art, what I'm trying to articulate here is these rich habits do a couple of things. One is they change your mindset. They get you thinking uh, more like a successful, wealthy person thinks, which is I've got responsibilities and I've got to do certain things every single day. The second thing it does is it increases your confidence. And this happens all happens within 30 days. And as that confidence grows, uh, it starts to manifest itself externally. Your external environment, the people that you associate with, will start to say and notice things. They'll start to notice things and say something to you. Hey, you know, you, you, know, you seem a little different. or you, see, you know, you just carry yourself differently when you know you're doing the right things. Most of us, 95% of us, go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to bed, and do the same thing all over again. Wealthy people don't. They do certain additional extracurricular activities during the whole day and at night, and they walk around, uh, they carry themselves with a great deal of confidence, and the only reason they do is because they're living the rich habits. So if you're a passive, particularly if you're a passive person, you should be you know, wrapping your arms around rich habits and really mm-hmm. uh, under, trying to understand exactly w- what wealthy people do, what you need to be doing. Because in business, if you're passive uh, and you're not confident, that's that's a, a bad combination. But if you're passive and you're confident, that's actually a better combination than if you're a bulldog and confident. Because the people that are bulldogs tend to rub people the wrong way. Passive mm-hmm. people don't. People want to do business with people they like. And if you're the, the kind of personality where they, you know, they say, hey, you, you know, if that person is a nice person to deal with. They never lose their temper. They're always on an even keel. They, they're kind of passive. Um, that's actually a good combination. Where it becomes a detriment is when you lack the confidence then it can dig you into a career hole. So, uh, like reading the book and beginning to practice these new disciplines would help to establish someone getting more confident as they begin to practice discipline and to do things that slowly build that confidence. That's exactly right. And I can tell you, um, I mentioned that one of my rich habits was um, not to shake my head in the affirmative too much because it was a bad habit that I well when i when I did t v interviews, I felt totally confident on t v because I knew i wasn 't going to shake my head up and down uh, and it, it boosted it boosted my confidence on t v and um of course it went off without a hitch so these rich habits, if you customize them to meet your needs that 's the beauty of the rich habits is you can customize them to, to suit your needs in life. Uh, it increases your confidence because you know you picked out something that's a bad habit, that's a, that's a, a flaw. You, can, you, you now converted it to a good habit, a positive, and you're living that. 
So, you, of course, you're going to be more confident in yourself and feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really that's really great advice. Um, Tara, were we going to take our caller? Um, we can see if uh, if Kelly has a question. Let's bring on Kelly <laughs> from Connecticut. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Tara. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Do you have a question for Tom today? I know that you're in the process um, of looking for a job. Yes, actually, I was just I was comparing myself to what he was saying <laughs> because, um, like when I used to have a job, I uh, was always told that I was mean, but I wasn't mean. I was just having anxiety, and certain people didn't understand it, and they, you know, how they judge people. Well, that's my whole worry now. Like, I'm trying to find a job, and I keep having that doubt. What if that happens again, you know? But I I am trying to find a job. I'm not giving up, you know? Well, Kelly, um, you have anxiety, and that's what, what you're saying. Uh, what creates the anxiety? Is it um, projects that you're working on at work, or...? Well, no. When I when I used to work, I used to work alone, and I used okay. to have to do like several things by myself all the time, <laughs> and it was pretty hard to run as a register and make coffee and make orders and everything else. <laughs> so it was it was just very hard. Well, my then you know my thought the thoughts that are going through my head is you know we all we we all make mistakes by. Well, this is just one big learning experience. This this thing we call life. So I know this. I work. I hate working alone. I am. Um, I get depressed. I get down. I don't like it. So what what I've done is I've created an environment for myself where I never work alone. I always have people working around me. I have a team of people working around. We're doing. Uh, we're collaborating on different projects. I have piece of the project, this other person has a piece. My advice to you is you're probably a lot like me that way where you don't like working alone on your own and you need to be around people and some of when we're those people like you and maybe and like you and me for sure, um, we kind of uh, feed off of the energy of others in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So that's probably something you want to focus on and and so now you have no job prospects, right, I'm assuming. You're looking, uh, and I'm going to go back to what I talked about before, which is there, there are um, in every nonprofit organization they have needs for, uh, need for people for resources, uh, and they all work in teams. They call them committees in the nonprofits. It might be the event committee for, for this particular event. It might be a uh, you know the uh, marketing committee. It might be this ordinance committee. It might be something else. But these nonprofits have all these different committees, these groups of people working together, and my recommendation to you is to try and find a, a local nonprofit where they, you know, you could uh, jump in and and, um, and add some value and and work in a, in a team environment, and what will happen, uh, my guess is they'll, people will get to know you, and if you're good at what you do, they'll say, hey, you, you know, Kelly's pretty good, um, you know, maybe... And then, then you develop this relationship, and, and you can say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job, by the way. 
and they'll be more apt to um, refer you to someone if they know you and they've worked with you. Yeah. I always was a hard worker. Like they they loved me. You know, I I worked too much, <laughs> and that's that's why I got that. You know. Right. Well, thank you. Well, both. I think I. You're welcome. I think you you probably got a good opportunity there if you can find a local nonprofit. I think that would be helpful. No, I think that's great advice, too. Thank you, Kelly. It's funny because you guys are talking about how you don't like to work alone. Uh, I was talking about that with a, with a Jared Hewitt, who's a healer, a friend of mine. We were actually talking about how it's just so much more fun when we do projects together. So um, it, it's just more motivating to get the energy of two people together and, you know, put your heads together and get that energy going. So literally, I don't – I mean, I am fine working alone, but I love doing things collaborating. Collaboration is a beautiful, right. beautiful thing. Definitely. Yeah, that's where the crea- that's where the creativity comes in when you're collaborating and uh, ideas are flowing around. I think it's really it, the the unusual person is the person that likes to work alone. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, do you guys have any more questions? I think we've given enough of a teaser. I think everyone just has to go out and buy the book and go check out your website. Yeah, there's a lot of good information there. You can download a bunch of free reports, quizzes, and, uh, you know, uh, get the book and shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. Um, I respond to every uh, every reader. I just love hearing from the readers. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, what is your – could you just tell us what your website is again? I know you mentioned it uh, a yeah, couple it's times, a, and Kara was writing it in the chat room. It's richhabitsinstitute.com. All right. Well, I so appreciate you being on here. I think you gave excellent, excellent advice. I'm sure it's going to be one of our um, well-listened-to, very popular replay archived shows. And uh, that we just had, we're talking to um, Tom Corley, the author of Rich Habits, The Daily Success Habits of Wealthy Individuals, and certainly a driving, consistent topic that I hear every day and that we hear about in the news, and I think you're bringing some real life solutions and uh, thank you so much for your contribution to consciousness and indirectly or directly to our economy as well so I really appreciate what you're doing well thank you Dr. Kimberly I appreciate you having me on your program well um, again happy 2013 and I hope all your goals you know come to reality and have a good evening Uh, you too thank you very much have a good night good night all right. Well, do you guys have anything to add about uh, Rich Habits? I have a really fun game. You guys are going to love this. Yay. i with Kara because Kara has been extraordinarily helpful tonight. Um, <laughs> Kara, what is a rich habit in your life that you would like to um, – I can't repair this – that you would like to share with our listening audience? Oh, you mean a habit that's making me rich? <laughs> Let's say that you wish would make you rich, or hoping's making you rich, or well, might make you rich my, I'll tell you my focus this year, and I think it ties okay. into that. Number one, I'm focused on creating more because I realize if I'm not created, creating, I'm worrying, and that's a really mm. bad thing. So creating is number one. Um, number two is. Uh, to not really worry about what other people think about me and to kind of just do my thing and not in an ego-trippy way, 
but in a way of uh, not looking over my shoulder all the time, wondering if it pleases every person. Because as you know, if you wait for everybody to be happy, you'll never do anything. You actually, I think those are really, really uh, profound and wise. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, Kira. Okay, um, Miss Shannon, how about you? I don't know if I would say I have habits. I'm definitely not getting up that early in the morning. Um, <laughs> if I get up, well, I'll be calling you to get up. So if you want to do it in yeah. a joint venture, we can try that. No, no joint ventures in the early morning hours. No, no. I'd rather um, stay up late and read than get up early and read. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I guess I would say some of my New Year's resolutions that I think are good habits. I don't know if there's something that's going to bring me more money. It's, I'm really trying to to be grateful, more grateful, I guess. I think I've always been grateful, but I'm trying to be more grateful. I'm trying to keep a grateful journal of, of everything that I'm grateful for. And I'm trying to do it every day, you know, to make sure that that's something, you know, that comes into mind when I start my day. And I think that helps me give, have a better positive outlook for the day because sometimes I get on and there's I'm swamped with emails and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I also want to, I think it helps me become more focused I don't know why. It's just like I'm grateful for everything I have. So when I go in there and there's a lot of emails and people are asking a lot of questions and stuff, and you know, I'm grateful to have the work and I'm grateful for these people because they truly are amazing people um, that we deal with every day. I know a lot of people, you know, in some jobs probably have a lot of complainers every day. And I'm not saying that we don't ever have somebody that complains about something or needs help or is frustrated. But they are really amazing, um, loving, giving, understanding people that we work for, and I'm really thankful for that. That's great. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what emails we're talking about. I I just don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We have, like, so many emails, and it's amazing. It really is. You're always like, you know how they say, be careful what you wish for. It's like, oh, it'd be amazing and fun to have an international business. It's amazing and a lot of work done in the national business. So uh, Shannon does a really, I just want to say, publicly, Shannon does an excellent job. Everybody adores Shannon, and Shannon um, keeps me sane. So she does a great uh-huh. job with, with the emails. Okay, well, how about you? Well, um, Shannon, uh, I think it was you that said, I don't know if it was you or someone else or where I heard it from, but I think it was from you that you say like five positive things right before you go to bed and then you say five positive things you're grateful for when you wake up. Was that you that said that? or? Absolutely. And I actually try to do more than five. You know, a lot of people will ask me, you know, how many do you say? Or, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I'll put the kids on the spot. I'm like, okay, three things right now or five things right now. And they like whip them off like crazy. But I actually try to do as many as I can think of for that day. And I try to, and, you know, some people get in, I think, a rut, and they're like, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for this. I'm think-. And it's the same thing every day. I try to really find something new and exciting that happened in my day. Maybe not new and exciting, but, like, the sunset was extra pretty this morning, or the sunrise was extra pretty this morning. So that's definitely something that stuck in my mind all day. Or, you know, just something like that. Just somebody um, said something extra nice or was really sweet to me at the store or smiled at me. You know, I try to think of 
not the same things every day. I mean, I am grateful for the same things every day, but I try to find new things, too. Good. That That is. That's really, that, that's really good. Well, do you guys have anything else to add? Um, do you want to tell everyone how they can get a hold of us? Well, can you do that cold, or do you want me to do that? Um. Well, yeah, I can. I think I can. Um, I don't know Sh- Shannon's uh, Twitter address, but um, I, I you can reach me um at www.godspirits.org. You can reach Dr. Kim at. Did you change your website or no? Your web address. No, it's the same. I mean, I'm working on some other websites, but it's the same right now. Okay. Um. Your website, which your website again, I haven't been there in a month. What's what? Wait, what did you say? The secret, the website? Uh, you're, you're, the, you're the secret to everything.com. It is secret the secret to everything. Not the secret, it's secret to everything.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you can also follow Dr. Kim at Serene Wellness on Twitter. And you can follow me at Ghost Hunter Walt on Twitter. Kara at Coast to Coast Kara and Shannon. I don't know what your yeah it's Twitter is. It's at Shan Ruff. Ah. Twitter is at Shan Ruff. Very cool. All right, so that's how you can get a hold of us. And um, next week, I'm kind of excited. This is kind of a topic that's been very popular, unfortunately, in my house lately. Not with me. Not with me. I'm single right now. No breakup drama, but with one of my uh, older daughters. Um, but we're going to have, what is her name? Is it, what's her first name? Is it Laura? Yeah, Laura. On the breakup, uh-huh. is it the breakuplounge.com? We're going to be talking yes, about um, different strategies for handling kind of the rockier parts of relationships, so divorce, um, drama, breakups, um, all the kind of, She's going to point out the positive things that can come out of kind of the negative things in your love life. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. So that's what we have on deck for next week. So thank all of you for joining us. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, check out all of us. Carrie, you don't have a show coming up. So we can no, I'll off. be having one um, about next week. So I have some interviews tomorrow. So woohoo! And we want to thank our very special guests. Mr. Judge Neal, who's been listening to our show the whole time. So I, I want to say a shout-out to him, and we appreciate him dropping by. He has his own show. Do you know what time it is, Kara? I'm not sure what time it's, the show is. Uh, it's 1, 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, I believe it starts, and it is uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Judge Neal. Yeah, and I've done – I mean, Judge Neal's a lot of fun, if you can stay up. I mean, he, he, he's got a great radio voice. And he's a lot of fun. And I have, Carol, have you, you have, have you gone in the middle of the night? I've stayed up. I remember I've done a couple shows, I think, um, 1 to 4, 30 or 5 or whatever. Judge Neal's like, do you want to extend the show? And by the time you're up at 4 or 5 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, it's like, heck, what's another half hour? And the calls you get in the middle of the night, I'm telling you guys, mm-hmm. Shannon, it's hilarious. You have no idea. So, anyway, you guys can check that out if you're. If you're not sleeping and up reading your technical stuff for your um, to become rich or whatever you guys are doing in the middle of the night, but Judge Neal. Um, what is, is it called the Judge Neal show still, Carol? Uh, yes, it is. We sort of just made him, like, first him, like, 
put pressure on him to call in, and he could have just told us. But anyway, so anyway, thanks to him. Thanks to everybody who listens. We're we're getting more and more archive listeners every day. I so appreciate you guys. Um, start calling in because we like to hear from you. We like your questions. We like your opinions. And thank you, Kelly, also. Shout out to Kelly for calling in. So everybody have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for being on with me as always. And good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening on Our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Block Talk Radio.